Hi, welcome to America's Podcast. Today we have on... Yeah, Dr. Starr, S-T-A-R-R. How's it going, man? Good, man. Good. Doing Good. well. Yeah, so um, Rachel, you know, she finds people on Instagram and she found you. And um, we've been, lately, I've, I think the past two people I've had on have been doctors. One was uh, the surgeon that did my thumb. And then we had on Dr. Brown. She um, she is a doctor for um, all kinds of stuff as far as like medical wise. And then also we have you as a chiropractor, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly, man. I've been doing chiropractic for since 2003 um, here in Memphis, really. So it's pretty cool, man. It's been a, been a blessing for me and my family, but uh, man, it opened up a lot of doors. So Nice, nice. So what, like, what got you um, into the business? Well, it, you know, it started in junior high school, man. I was playing summer baseball and uh, we were over in Arkansas at the time and I was water skiing with some friends and uh, playing a little sand volleyball. There's a little bluff over there. I dove in there, man. I jammed my neck. Ooh. And all I can remember is wake up and breathe and man, <laughs> mud in my face, man. I got up. Well, anyhow, it strained, severely strained that. I got up. I got out. And of course, I didn't want anybody to see me cry, man. I was, you know, trying to be a tough guy. You know how it goes. But uh, finally, you know, I, I finally had to tell my, my friend's parents who had the ski boat to take me home. They had to brace my neck. Well, I got home. My mom was kind of panicking. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. We went to the ER. Next thing you know, man, I got a hairline fracture in my cervical spine, So, which is this, the top seven vertebrae. Uh, so anyhow, you know, it wasn't getting any better. I started getting the numbness tingling down the hands, all this stuff. And, uh, you know, I was lucky it didn't sever my cord, you know, and probably paralyzed. But... You know, after a couple of uh, few weeks, I finally went to and had a neck brace. I went to this chiropractor, and he he started working it out, man, mm-hmm. and increased the range of motion, uh, put the the you know put the motion back in there, and it healed up, took the pressure off the nerve, man, and you know what? From that point forth, I mean, I was always kind of like you know in the student government president or class president or something of that you know sort, so you know, all throughout school, but it changed my life because, you know, I probably, man, if I would have, you know, I always said if I would have been, you know, disabled, I, I know I wouldn't have been where I am today. So no doubt, man, it was, it was a cool deal. Nice, nice. So so for that experience, did it just like, you know, it started clicking in your head about exactly. the, the impact that can have on your life? Yeah, man, the skepticism kind of erasing. You know, I didn't know much about it, but, uh, you know, I started learning a little bit about it. And um, it's really chiropractic has been around since 1895. Jesus. And, uh, the first, the, yeah, exactly. And, you know, a lot of people don't even know the history. And, you know, I have to say that it's, you know, the Chiropractic Association, we probably have, have done less to promote that. Of course, we don't have, you know, some of the money like pharmaceuticals backing us, of course, because it's more of a natural, uh, holistic approach. Yeah. Uh, we're not really trying to cure anything. What we do, there's a life force within everybody. So, you know, the, the neural tube is the first thing that's formed in the embryo, okay, which is the brain stem. And from that, everything else starts to blossom. So what happens is you got 24 movable vertebrae when they're out of place, or you have a disruption within that nerve flow from your brain to wherever it's going. So, you know, you can have it go into your heart, so you can have some arrhythmias. You can have it go into your stomach, so you have, you know, decreased hydrochloric acid. You can have it, you know, of course, muscle spasm. You can have it in your low back, but that also... The nerve has, you know, three different functions. One is a sensory portion, meaning that you feel, you know, vibration, touch. It registers up to your brain. Then the brain processes this. It goes down through the motor nerves in the same circuitry. So that goes to your muscles and it relaxes or contracts or whatever. So it tries to guard. 
But then you also have the autonomic nerve system portion. And that goes to organs, glands, and even controls your blood flow. So that's kind of a cool thing. So, you know, I've had a lot of, you know, just amazing things happen just by actually taking the pressure off the nerve system. So we're, I look at us as, as probably, you know, nerve doctors. Mm -hmm. So as opposed to joints, um, you know, a lot of people try to, I guess, put us in the competition with orthopedic guys, <laughs> but I've, I've been on a lot of medical teams with uh, the orthodox and good friends of mine. I got some great friends like Ashley Park over at Campbell's Clinic. But, um, you know, really the two differences, they take something that's past the physiological barrier, meaning your joint, for example, has ripped, so say a shoulder injury. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they'll reattach it. That's what they do best. What we do best is stuff that are fixated and stuck like a frozen shoulder. We can get it in motion. We can put motion back in there. So, you know, there's always the NSAIDs. Everybody tries to take the pain pills or, you know, something that masks up the symptoms. But we get in there and, and we're joint setters, like they're bone setters. So it's pretty cool. Do you find it difficult to, like, pinpoint what somebody's issue is? Like, do people have a hard time, like, articulating, like, you know, somebody says, my back hurts. Then you're oh, like, yeah. Why does your back hurt? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, what? Yeah, no, no doubt, man. They're, you know, a lot of people, I'll tell you what happens is um, they get in there and, and, you know, of course now, you know, everybody has, uh, you know, has the knowledge of Google. So they, yeah, they yeah. come in, they already, they, they have self-diagnosis, <laughs> I can just tell you now. But so when they come in there, yes, but, you know, we go through a differential diagnosis. Of course, we're looking like every other, uh, you know, as chiropractic physicians, we're looking like every other physician. Basically, uh, you're going to go with the most life-threatening first. So I've had people that had uh, heart attacks on my table. Mm. I've had people that, that um, you know, I'm in all kinds of issues. But basically, you have to go through there. So you got to see if they're kind of going into stroke mode, see if they have, uh, you know, something, you know, in, in the lower While you're back. working on them? Yeah, I mean, I can give you 12 different scenarios while you have <laughs> oh back pain. God. Yeah, so here's the thing, you know, the crazy thing. Let me tell you this story. Um, so this, we were out at the airport with the airport authority and you know a lot of the tsa dudes and well, there was a big deal we were the only chiropractic we had a lot of nurses out there had the fire department had you know they were doing the health and wellness checks and of course we're doing you know like biomechanics and body posture um so this guy comes over there after several and i was doing like i was checking them out i had a table where they could lie face down mm -hmm. and he comes over there man and uh he he he, he he goes face down, but he, you know, first he kind of tells me, he said, man, I'm just feeling a little nauseous. I'm like, wow, man. And, uh, you know, just I'm, I'm as, as I'm talking to him, I'm kind of, you know, asking him a few questions. Finally, you know, he talks about, you know, in between his shoulder blades are kind of bothering him a little bit, but stiff in there. But he's, you know, relatively you know, middle-aged white guy, man, with, um, you know, some stiffness, but nothing that I don't see on a regular basis anyhow. But as that nauseousness, as he laid down, he got worse over there. But then I could see that he started to turn a little bit different colors. Mm. And then uh, anyhow, so I told this nurse that was sitting at the table next to me, I said, hey, man, go get the fire department. I said, this guy's having a heart attack. <sighs> and, of course, he, had, he, he basically had a massive heart attack right there. And, of course, they come over there with a the stretcher, man. They did the whole deal. They had to, you know, luckily they had everything, the defibrillator, everything there. But, man, they were working on him, and you know, and as they, they rolled him out. Well... That was, you know, that was probably, I would say, 7, 2007, 2008, 2012, fast forward, this lady came in from FedEx, and she was from Jersey, and she, we were talking about chiropractic. She'd never been to a chiropractor, and she said, yeah, she said, well, my husband, you know, he had a heart attack on a chiropractor's table. 
<laughs> and of course, you know, I'm, it's kind of you know a cool story. But then I yeah, said, yeah. really? She said, yeah, he was at the airport. And I said, really? I said, so anyway, I said, man, I said that's it. I said I didn't know if this guy's name was Jack. I didn't know if he lived or died. Yeah. But it was good to know that he recovered. But she said, yeah, she, you know, she said he's this guy saved her life his life and you know i mean not not that i didn't do anything that anybody else wouldn't do but the point of that being i was like yes man but you know it comes full circle man god puts people in your life and boom you know i like to hear some of the success stories that's crazy yeah man (laughs) and that's happened man a couple times that's crazy (laughs) man i mean there's got to be like you know probably numerous people who have medical or you know health issues that they don't even realize until you know they get to somebody like you who brings it out of them yeah and in the defense of of medical doctors you know we have a lot of misdiagnosis Mm. from them and of course there's a lot of medical errors and there's you know over hundred thousand people that die every year from erroneous errors but you know you also can't control some of the patients when you prescribe a medicine you don't know if they're going to follow the rules True. You know, yeah. and then and then there's a lot of factors that you don't, you know, take in consideration. Uh, you know, what else are they taking? You know, over the counter or, you know, maybe something they're not, you know, telling you. So, you know, and you only have a short moment of time as a medical doctor to see a patient, even the ER. I've got a great buddy who's an ER doc over there at Baptist. Uh, but, you know, they only have a short window to, to catch all this history information, try to make a, you know, life changing decision. Whereas me, rehabilitation, I listen to them. They come in maybe multiple times a week for a few weeks. So I'm breaking it down. I'm getting a, a, a different story. So I go through there and, you know, a lot of medical doctors that I refer to and different ones are like, man, he caught that. He's a chiropractor. <laughs> but I've, I've listened to this guy. Yeah. You know, I still go through the differential diagnosis. Like I say, you know, if you have low back pain, well, guess what? It could be kidney disease. It could be a kidney stone. It could be basically just musculoskeletal, meaning muscles and bone joint disruption. It could be arthritis. It could be a herniated disc. It could be cancer that metastasizes to the bone. It could, I mean, I can give you all kinds of stuff what it could be. So when people go, oh, yeah, I just pulled it a little bit, you know, well, listen, you didn't go over there and reach for the orange juice down there, and that that's what hurts your back. <laughs> you know, it's like the it's a tipping skill. It's the, you know, probably the uh, – it's, you know, I would say, you know, like I always tell, it's kind of like the little needle in the haystack. You know, it's one little thing, but it was accumulation probably of something else if it wasn't major. But, you know, you know, it's, it's so funny, but everybody goes through Google, man. So <laughs> they come in, they tell me exactly what they have. I said, really? And then they also been to several different doctors. Mm. I, I usually work best after they've been to several different other doctors and they find no answers. But I never give up hope, and I'm going to tell you why. This is one of the things, man. It's not for me to decide. You know, that's for between them and God, in my opinion. This is just my my ways, and hey, everybody's got their own opinion. So this is what I tell them. I'm like, listen, man, I'm, I don't care if you're stage four. I don't care whatever you are. Okay, I always say, listen, have hope. And this is this is, I mean, that's kind of what Barack Obama and, and Trump, what made them, you know, go further is, hey, they're trying to instill hope in people, and I get it. You know, people want hope. But the truth of the matter is we don't know what the body's going to do. Your body is always in 100% of reparation and trying to repair itself and trying to you know survive. It's in survival mode. I ask people all the time, hey, man, have you ever had a fever? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Mm. And, of course, you know, a lot of people say, well, that's a bad thing. I'm like, well, what happens is your body knows there's something inside of it, whether it's a bacteria or virus, so it's going to cook it and elevate it to the right temperature, just like salmonella out of chicken, 375 for 45 minutes. Your body runs through the course. Yeah. 
we try to, we, we judge it by how we feel, which is the worst thing you can do with your health. You know, sometimes you're going to feel bad in the recovery stage. And here's what I mean. So you run to the medicine cabinet, you take a fever reducer. Well, guess what you're doing? You're not letting it cook it out. You're not letting it get rid of what it needs to naturally. Yeah. So now it thrives and survives and replicates and multiplies. Guess what, man? Then it's gonna then it's gonna cause wreck more havoc on your system. Sometimes let it run its course. And I get it. You know, your body can sustain, you know, elevated temperatures for a while. And your body will know the higher the temperature, the greater the threat. So it knows what it's doing. You know, just trust God. It's kind of like a little tiny acorn. You don't <laughs> have to. It has the instructions within it. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to tell it to, what to do. Yeah. But if it if you if you plant the seed, it grows into a mighty oak tree. You don't have to even, but it just needs no interference. Yeah, and that's the same thing with the nerve system. As long as we don't have, as long as your brain is 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 sending the nerve flow and you're getting it back and forth, your body, you know, it's like the hard drive of your your system. So, man, it's going to actually tell your body what to do. Right now, you're listening to what I'm saying. Your heart's beating. Your pinky toe is growing a nail. It's doing <laughs> this. You don't even think about that. That's the cool thing. Yeah, you know. So it's 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 kind of awesome, man, how our body works. I love it. Absolutely. And I mean, it's, it's really crazy that, you know, even with like the technology that we have today, people, you know, they they see certain symptoms of something. They do try to self-diagnose. And like you were saying, you take a like, oh, I'm having a fever. I should take something to get rid of this fever. And so now, <laughs> yeah, you're you're causing more problems than, you know, you had in the first place. Of course, man. You know, it's I tell people, you know, all the time, the same same thing. It's like, you know. Joint dysfunction, you know, it causes disruption, you know, when something's out. Just for example, say one of your spinal bones or any joint. I don't care if it's your knee, or elbow, wrist, you know, whatever. But when when it's out of misalignment, it's like the tires of your car. You hit a pothole and throws that front end out of alignment. And if you lived in Memphis any time at all, you know what I'm talking about on yeah. those potholes. <laughs> <laughs> for so, sure. But everybody, the CDC says there's about 5,000 traumas in a kid's life. Just mm. a kid. Okay, and you're talking crazy. about, you know, sliding into second base, jumping on trampolines, I mean, jumping off of porches, I mean, headlocks with your cousins, <laughs> climbing trees, man, pole vaulting out when you shouldn't, you know, rope swings. I mean, you, you name it, we've done it. And then, you know, uh, sliding outside on, on, you know, not to run on concrete, man. I mean, anytime you got some little boo-boo, you know, your mom goes over there, she'll wash it off, she'll kiss it and all that good stuff. Yeah. But what, what's it doing to your spine? What's it doing to that joint? And as a twig is bent, so grows the tree. Hmm. So here it is. We always say that scoliosis, most of the time, is an idiopathic disease. Well, I feel like that there was some cause. Hmm. You know, you might have been riding your tricycle, man, and, and jammed up your tailbone. Now it's twisted. Guess what? And then those 24 movable uh, vertebral bones, they start to misalign too. Hmm. And it's going to wreak havoc on your spinal cord. Once it does that, that's in a small sense of a small little paralysis, wherever those nerve roots you know, the spinal cord, just for example, stops around, you know, L1, L2, which is the five lower backbones, but then it sends those signals. Well, guess what it's doing, okay? It could possibly cause, you know, a, a little atrophy of that nerve. Well, that nerve also controls your blood flow. So that life force now is not getting down to, say, your kidney. So you could have uh, an atrophy of a kidney later on in life. I mean, over time, you know, it's going to cause, have you know, wreck havoc. Yeah. So, you know, how, how does one girl have bad menstrual cycles? Another one has, you know, normal. How does a guy have, you know, ED at some point? You know, I mean, there's all kinds of factors. I'm just saying, 
But, you know, what, you know, all those nerves that's going down in that area, low mm-hmm. back, colon, rectum, uh, getting up bladder. If your bladder's not voiding and, and, you know, your urine, I mean, there's, there's probably some little nerve root cause. And I don't care, even if it's structural down there and that organ is actually deficient, it's going to still cause that disruption because it has to regulate up to your brain when to void it. Yeah. So there's always a communication. It's like power lines. Your power lines are down. We're going to take that pressure off the nerve, reestablish that. Um, I'll tell you real quickly, there was three complete deafnesses that I actually was adjusting somebody's neck and it restored their hearing. What? And so that, it's kind of crazy, man, since, since then. So three time I had three different women that actually did that. So I took That's the pressure. Wild. Yeah, it's wild, man. And you know, I wasn't treating them for deafness. I wasn't, yeah. I mean, I, I don't care what you have really. Mm. I mean, I do as a person and I'm very sympathetic and you know, it's, it's, you know, I care what you have and what you're concerned about. Yeah, yeah. But my main concern is, Hey, is there a miscommunication, you know, from your body to your brain, from your brain to your body? Mm-hmm. Okay. And can I reestablish that connection? Yeah. And if I can, I know that I've done a hundred percent of what I can do. That's all I can do. And it's not practicing medicine. It's not doing that. It's actually putting the life force back together. And I always say this. I move the bone. God does the healing, man. It happens (laughs) no other way. So I don't take any credit for anything, and I don't Mm -hmm. take any blame. But I know that your body is going to be 100% self-regulating, self-robust, self-communicating, and it's going to have the best chance to to thrive and survive again. So that's cool, man. But, yeah, when I took that off, but, I mean, here it is. Two of those ladies actually had strokes previously, Ooh. but they were completely deaf. I'll go through the 12 cranial nerve evaluation, man. I'll do the pupillary reflex. I'll do the eye movement. I'll do the you know, smell, taste. I'll do the hearing checks. I'll do all the good stuff, you know, just like a neurologist will. So when you come in, I can do those things. I can diagnose those things very quickly. But complete deafness is, man, I, I took that, that, boom, I moved the bone and you know, pow, man, and they started here again. I mean, you know, it's so rewarding, man. I mean, I've had, you know, so many people cry. And, you know, I mean, hey, man, I get emotional in there, too. I mean, everybody gets a big bear hug when they come in to see me. So I don't care who you are, man. I mean, we've had, we're probably the biggest mix of people, man. I mean, I've got people from all walks of life, people. I've really never refused people that couldn't even pay. Yeah. I've never turned anybody away. I mean, I still, you know, there has to be a fair exchange in the universe of some sort. You know, like everything else, I mean, unfortunately, even churches have to charge. Yeah. But I get it. I mean, hey, it's a, it's a money world nowadays. But, you know, it's not all about the money, man. It's about putting love and energy. And the cool thing is, I love it, man. If, uh, you know, we touch, we shake hands, we hug each other. You know, my electrons are jumping on yours, yours. And that's so close that we don't even see that. But you look at the atomic elements and how the electric field goes in there. But our energy is exchanging. Yeah. And I think that's pretty powerful, man. The, so. the, the body, as far as like, you know, that, that connection that you were talking about, like the, the neurons, like everything has like its place. And if, you know, if somebody messed that up, so like in a, something is in my eye and it's bothering the piss out of me. <laughs> um, like it's, we were, me and Rachel, we were talking about like people in car accidents because um, she, she had been in a car accident and so she had like a hip problem. Well, it was kind of like a thing where she knew her hip was messed up, but she didn't know it was, you know, from the car crash. You right. know? And then when she went to a doctor, they're like, have you been in a car accident or something like that? That could have jostled your body a little bit. Sure. So, I mean, I've, I've definitely seen people who have like, hey, I've been in a car accident, so that's what has caused my um, – you know, why I walk this way or something like that. And I'm like, man, that's like, even if, you know, 
you didn't get badly injured, just that jostling of the body right. rearranges things. And you were talking about like the vertebrae as well. That's as wild. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Well, so here's the thing. Okay, so now all of a sudden, any sort of accident, and you know, I hate when people try to minimize that. Mm-hmm. And you know, they'll even, I mean, and I get it. You know, insurance adjusters, their job is to represent their clients, their customers, yeah. their 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 people. But they try to minimize that. They know this information. And it's not fair for the general public to to try to start to combat somebody. It's almost like, you know, you know, here it is. You're just now going to the karate class, but then you got a sensei over there and you got to fight the guy. <laughs> so you better have some knowledge with you. And I don't like people trying to minimize it. But if you got torn tissue, guess what? It doesn't repair itself in the same way. Soft tissue, muscles, ligaments, tendons. Okay, it runs in a wood grain pattern, right? The striations, and that's how it contracts, okay? The, the little filaments slide and glide over one another and kind of contracts in a wretcheding effect. Well, when you tear that, you're going to feel soreness, but that's internal bleeding, mm. okay? How it repairs itself is into a crisscross fashion, okay? And now it's, it's forming gristle like in a piece of meat. And so it's a different uh, texture. It's called fibrotic adhesions. And so now that, that loses range of motion. Okay, so then that's going to happen for the rest of your life. And the best chance of repair is to get those joints realigned. You know, sometimes you have to do a little physiotherapy. That's why we got a good little marriage, and that's what we do there. We do the physiotherapy. We do the, you know, the chiropractic alignments, and I think they all work great. They're all good massage therapy. But, you know, you always see people say, well, you know, chiropractic and physical therapy, they're kind of butting heads. And it's like, no, man, I believe in realigning the the <laughs> joints and then doing strengthening stuff afterwards hmm. and any physical therapist or personal trainer any of these guys man can tell you that, that that's what it's going to take and you know you want to get the best chance of recovery that's what it that's what has to happen do so. you feel like you are like a, a big the beginning or middle or like the end of somebody's um you know if somebody comes in with the issue are you like so if you're the beginning, you'd say, all right, now we're done here. You need to go see so-and-so. Or if you're the middleman, like, oh, you should have saw somebody before me or you need to go see somebody next. Or how do you feel like you're in the stage of somebody's recovery? Well, we are like PCPs, primary care physicians. We can get you know somebody off the street. They can come in to see us. That's great. I think that we should be the first stop, honestly. You know, I mean, here it is. If you can – if you're if – you're, Say, for example, just for, you know, any injury. But if, you know, you can take a few NSAIDs, you know, obviously do a little bit of the icing, reduce inflammation. Hey, if, if it recovers within, you know, 48 hours or so, you may be sore a couple of days. And then, then you know, your full range of motions back there, you're having no problems. Then that's probably okay. Yeah. Okay. But past that, it's probably an indication that you're not. We will diagnose that for you. We'll find out, hey, what it is. We can always do, you know, the the radiographs, x-rays. We can also do MRIs. We can also do, you know, ultrasounds or whatever we may need to help diagnose that, of course. But once you do that and we determine what it is, then we can uh, start putting those alignments because – you know, when I was growing up, man, a knee injury, you're out for the season. Yeah. <laughs> now it's not that way, man. Yeah. I mean, hey, after they, you know, after 72 hours and you reduce the inflammation, right, and and you, you start to have a little bit of healing process, they go right into rehab. Mm-hmm. So you put you put some realignment back in there, okay? Then you start to do the the increased range of motion. So through stretching, then you start to do the strengthening exercises. See, those are all physical therapy stuff. 
and then that's what helps. So I think we're the first stop, no doubt. Okay. So, you know, there's, I mean, and plus, you know, we can, we, you know, as we've had the training to do the differential diagnosis. So, mm-hmm. and any, any really qualified, you know, doctor should be able to tell you kind of what it is. And, you know, it, it we know in a quick amount of time, we don't have to sit there and go for a long-term treatment plan before we say, Hey, wait a minute, man, we were wrong. Yeah. You know, if you're not doing something right in the short amount of time, man, you should be able to, to refer them out to somebody that, you know, and I tell everybody, Hey, listen, I might not be the right guy for you. Hmm. If you're having arrhythmias, you know, and you know, you have neck pain, you have arm pain. Well, guess what? That's also the same symptoms as a heart attack, Hmm. left jaw pain, shortness of breath, you know, squeezing of the chest, left arm pain. You know, well, I see a lot of people with left arm pain and numbness and neck pain. So how do I know if they're having a heart attack? Of course, you know, I'll take their blood pressure. I'll do some, um, you know, some uh, other things in there. But I can also listen to their, you know, carotid arteries. So I can, you know, I'll do some of those things too. But, you know, at the same time, it, you know, if it's on that same circuitry, it is going to your heart. So you could have that. But, you know, you may be, and here's the thing. You know, like a little beta blocker or whatever, you know, that a cardiologist would give you. You can also take stuff. You might have a magnesium deficiency. Well, that's a natural calcium channel blocker. So all Hmm. muscle contractions are an influx of calcium rushing into that cellular level. So if you take magnesium, you can combat that. You know, there's all kinds of crazy stuff that you can do naturally a lot of times. So, Do you feel like there's... A, a very big misconception that people have, like when they come in, like do you think that people already have a preconceived, like this is what's wrong with me. You need to do this to fix me. Yes, I mean, I, no, no question, man. There's always, um, you know, people always have their idea. They, you know, here it is, and sometimes, you know, it's like, you know, I'm going to see a chiropractor. Oh, but if it's that serious, I need to go see a surgeon. Mm. Everybody has their opinions. And yeah, everybody yeah. has now their educated opinions, and they're they're probably through case studies or even trials. So that's what we go with. But you know, I mean, I always say this: if you're, if, uh, and this is not always the case, but if you're a surgeon, then you probably fixed almost everything that we're talking about through surgery at some point. But you know, there's also you're going to get probably a surgical, you know. Uh, like uh, somebody will probably give you a surgery recommendation. Mm-hmm. If that's who you're going to go see, yeah. you go to a chiropractor, you're probably going to get a chiropractic, you know, recommend course of action. You mm-hmm. know, if you go to a medical doctor, I mean, he may give you some pain pills and, you know, here's the thing. If, if you know, and we try to get them out of their pain. I mean, obviously, but it may take a couple of days or it may be that one day that we, we help increase that range of motion, take the pressure off the nerve and they get out of pain. But, you know, once again, you know, just know that some of these pills aren't going to be the the fix all. There's not a, you know, I can give you I can give you an adjustment, what we call the adjustment, which is basically going the right amount of force with the right line of drive with the right torque and put that you know vertebral bone or any joint back in place. Well, guess what? At that moment, even that neurological flow, it starts to enhance. Mm. It's kind of running slow because it's no, you know, it's it's like. You know how you have cookies and all this stuff on your hard drive and it starts to bog down yeah. and makes you mad because, man, it's like, man, we're so impatient. Same thing with the healing process. It's not healing right, even if it is healing a little bit at a time. It's trying to go there, but it's on like an uphill train. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of trying to gain some momentum. But as soon as we put it back in there, man, it opens up. It's like I love watching surgery. I've been into several different surgeries. And as soon as you take the pressure off a little puny nerve, it opens up like a fire hose. 
So it goes from a little garden hose to a fire hose, man. And so you know, man, somebody's getting some good communication. It's like, wow, man. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, hey, a big speaker wire that you build one of them boxes that you used to have in your trunk. But, yeah. you know, you got the right gauge going. So, man, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I man. didn't know that that worked like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, another thing, probably one of the most interesting things for me in school um, was going through, like, you know, histology and all the other courses that we had, but that blood vessels will find a path of least resistance. It will build bridges even around blockages. Hmm. So when you gain a b- bunch of weight, man, you gain a couple hundred pounds, guess what? That tissue has to be supplied. Mm-hmm. So it will build extra like branches off of a tree or le- different eddies out of a river. Wow. So, and then here's the thing, but when you lose that, your body doesn't need those extra vessels, right? Yeah. So here's what it does. It takes it and it goes back to that vessel, to that main current and go... And seals it up. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the Matrix, dude. And so, anyways, but that's amazing because you don't think of it like that. But it, you know, I mean, how do, how do you how does a tree know where to put a branch? Yeah, off yeah. of the trunk root. I mean, you know, it just does. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you know, there's no explanation, and I don't care. You know, it's probably you know you can take you know you know some of the highest IQs in the in the world, and you know they can't explain those things. Yeah. I mean, same thing you know with with the body. And that's what I love about it, man. It's never ending. You can, you know, you know how it is. I mean, you're a big guy, man. You work out. But, you know, I mean, I've read. I, that, I kind of started that. Man, I used to love those muscle and fitness magazines. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where I started. Then I started looking at, you know, creatine. And I'd read all this research, all this stuff. And then, I mean, there's some, there's some pretty smart dudes, man. Mm-hmm. You know, L-arginine, you know, uh, vasodilators, uh, citrulline. I mean, you know, we know all this stuff. But, yeah. you know, it, and it's cool to kind of read all of that. But that's kind of what got me into that. So I think that's um, that's one of those things, man. I love to I love to study about the body. You can never ever tap out on what the body. Don't ever. I guess I should say, don't ever get like so relaxed that you think you know everything, which I don't think anybody does. But you know, that's a, it's kind of easy because some of these processes you see that, and but you always have to go through everybody's case as a different individual case, and that's what you want to find a doctor that can do that. Yeah. Rather than just kind of grouping you together. I mean, there's a physician desk reference that has like, okay, I've got these symptoms. Let's, let's go with this pill. And if you're, you know, the majority of those, let's just go with this. But once again, it's like heartburn. Okay. So you give an acid, um, like, you know, like say a Tums, a calcium. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's well, going to buffer that acid? But, you know, physiologically, you can't really have too much acid within your stomach. Okay. Because it's doing a, a what it needs to do. It's breaking yeah. down your food. You better have the right gastric juices and the right hydrochloric acid in there in the first place, or you're not going to break down your food. Yeah. So a lot of times, I mean, the problem is we probably are deficient in enzymes. Mm. So we need to take a digestive enzyme. You can see a lot of the protein shakes and a lot of this stuff. They're already putting those in there in these powders now. Okay. Well, they know that what happens is the American diet, man, we're eating donuts and all this <laughs> stuff. And I got it. I mean, hey, that's what we do. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Fried stuff, and I'm 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 guilty. Hey, man, I'm my grandmother. Man, she can make a mess of fried chicken. You wouldn't believe, but hey, I love all of that. Yeah. You know, but the whole deal is, is you know we we're, we've already tapped it out. Mm-hmm. So what are our you know what what are our three types of foods? You look at this. You got you know proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. There's some reason why you're actually not not breaking that down. Yeah. So here's the thing. You got your saliva, right? So a lot of people with TMJ, there's these parotid glands. This is where protein is stored, though protease that breaks down proteins. So when you have a lot of TMJ and a lot of women, so they're, they, and once you're 
protein deficient, guess what you are? You're automatically calcium deficient. You're setting yourself up for osteoporosis, osteopenia. Hmm. This is the stuff you won't get from anybody else. Okay, they just give you a Tums and you're moving on. Yeah. You know, so same thing here, proton pump inhibitor. Okay, and I got it. You know, for a quick fix, it's okay, but we got to get down to the root cause. Let's go ahead and get you out because that's your symptoms. But here's what happens. A lot of times your esophagus starts to shorten and contract. You get a hiatal hernia within your stomach. It twists off. Now you got a little flapper like in the toilet. It's not hitting. So that gastric juices, when you do eat, it's splashing up there and causing GERD, mm. gastroesophageal reflux disorder. Man, you take you some digestive enzymes. Find out which one you're not breaking down properly. Take those before you eat. Before long, it heals that up a little bit. You know, I'll even do hiatal hernia adjustments. I'll actually lengthen that, get the stomach back positioned again. But uh, it's kind of cool, man. That's one of those things that nobody really thinks about until they're having that issue. Like, it's it should be way more of a proactive thing than a reactive thing. And I know exactly. like, a lot of people really don't think about what they're eating until, <laughs> until they yeah. – I had a guy on, and he's a musician, uh, Adam McClellan, and he okay. said um, – I think he lost – I can't remember how much weight he lost, maybe like a hundred and something pounds. And, um, he was like, yeah, I, um, I ended up having like a fry stuck in my stomach and one day and I was like, yeah, I've got to start losing weight, (laughs) but it's, you know, it hit people one day and it's usually, you know, I think isn't gout caused by like, usually like health issues. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uric acid overload, uric acid production, but yeah. yeah, And then, and like you say, it's, one of the things, usually it's sedentary mm-hmm. lifestyle. You're not doing any exercise, okay? Yeah. Probably not drinking enough water. And mm-hmm. then, too, you could have, like, you know, you know, red meats. There's, you know, a lot of cheese, meat eaters. I see a lot of that. You know, of course, you know, processed meats a lot of times. You know, like, um, you know, everything that has the, the you know, art- artificial preservatives like nitrates, you know, nitrites in there. Hmm. So... Yeah, that's what that is. But, yeah, you have a high uh, uric acid production. So, you know, how do you do that? You combat that. Man, black cherry juice, great for you. Uh, Digestive enzyme, once again, drink tons of water, flush it out, get moving. And, of course, you know, if it's in your big toe or, you know, in your ankle or any joint, you know, it's hard to move that because it's painful. But you got to flush it out. You know, you got to get get some motion in there. So what's up with the uh, with super fruits like they um, they basically have certain. Is it just like enzymes or something within them that helps, uh, I guess, with uh, inflammatory issues and stuff like that? Yeah, man. You see, of course, you know they come out with something new every year. Yeah, so, <laughs> I've seen every knee juice pill on the market, yeah, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's these super fruits for sure. But they say like know, blueberries help yeah. with like your memory yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, uh, what happens is, you know, pomegranates. I mean, you know, next thing you know, uh, you know, you'll, you'll see all that stuff. Yeah. But they they do have a high like work like antioxidant, mm. you know. So they are yeah. great for you. I mean, you know, you got to go back to you know what are we designed? You know, we're we're from the earth, man. We're earth creatures. So you have to get down to you know eating a lot of the fruits and vegetables. They have the digestive enzymes in there and mm. the fiber that you need. But you know, you look at all the processed stuff. You look at McDonald's and all that stuff, man. It's hard to find any fibrous stuff yeah. in there. Of course, they're getting better. I mean, I think the whole world's waking up. I mean, now you see the oh, impossible kick. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> yeah. impossible around yeah. here. But, but one one of the things about it, man, you need that roughage. You need that to go in there. It's almost like Mama used to put the old comic in the tub, man. That was scouring, you know, brush to clean it up, yeah. get all that stuff out of there. Well, that's true. Same thing with your your colon and, and intestinal tract. You need that stuff at roughage. 
but the dietary fibers. But yeah, the, hey, they're great, man. They do have different things. Uh, like you say, you know, I, I say any, you know, one, you know, spinach. I mean, some of the best top, you know, foods, berries, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries. I mean, you know, blackberries, all of those are so great for you, but they're high antioxidant stuff. Uh, you know, of course, you know, anything that has the lycopene, the kind of the orange, the, the red, you know, fruits and, mm. and vegetables, you know, carrots and, you know, all of those cantaloupes and, you know. But, yeah, just eat a variety. If You know, the, the more colorful your plate is, the better off you are. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. It, it, and really, it's simple, man. I mean, you know, you're talking about bodybuilders. You know, we got all this protein stuff. Man, some of these guys live and die by that. You see yeah. how they are, man. They, they go in there and they spend all this stuff. You don't have to spend a lot, man. Some of the prettiest people on the planet are prisoners. I mean, I mean, you know, they're all symmetrical. I mean, they're working out, but yeah, you know, yeah. hey, they get what they get. They don't get to choose their foods. Yeah. So you can't tell me they're in there eating protein shakes and you know they got the old top you know bars. But I'm just saying is they they put the work in and you know mm. they're still symmetrical. Their their body learns what to do with it. Yeah. You know, but you do need a good variety. Man, I love seeds and nuts. Uh, anything that grows from the ground, in my opinion, is good for you. Yeah. I think we're over. You know, and I love meat. Don't get me wrong. I'm I eat a ton of that too. But I think we overeat meat. Honestly, I mean, I love fish, chicken, steaks. I like it all, man. You know, burgers. I mean, I do the same thing. I know we're over uh, carb uh, infested. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's you know, keto's been big. I mean, you know, Mediterranean diet. All those are great, and all those little things work. I I don't like putting people on a specific you know diet. I'll I'll give them options. But I got—I like give them a food list. Here it is. I'm going to give you a food list. You pick out of these, okay? You, you because I, if I give you something you, and you don't like it, man, I'm not going to force you to eat that. And, and you're not going to eat with it. it. Yeah. And they're going to stick with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's the whole thing: is what can you stick with? Well, if you pick those out, so you go with your gro- uh, grocery shopping list, but you know, hey, I'm going to eat one out of this group, one out of this group, one out of this group, and I'm going to do that a couple times a day. Okay, I'm good. Mm. You know, and as long as I'm taking the supplements, especially like maybe a digestive enzyme to break that down, you know, at least until you kick it until your body can start to you know put it in there. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, people you see people with what, what's the number one prescribed thing for people with like, you know, anxiety or depression. Uh, just like a bunch like of medication. Like, yeah. Like a bunch Pro- of pills. And like, stuff like, like Prozac. That. Okay. Mm. Well, here's the thing, man. I had this old man. This is years ago, man. This is when I first got in this thing almost 20 years ago. He told me, he said, hey, he said, it's, it was designed to get people over an episode. You mm. lose your, you know, spouse or your, you know, a, a kid or something like that. Or, you know, maybe a divorce or something that's very traumatic. So for 30 days, we're going to try to get you help because you're depressed. I mean, I got it, man. Life is, you know, hey, it's all this stuff, man. It's anxiety and worry and stress, you know, all that stuff. So that's called a SSRI, you know, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Hmm. Okay, well, serotonin is that good euphoric feeling. So your brain, there's neurotransmitters that actually has this, okay? But it, it causes it to linger within the, you know, within your system. So you actually feel better longer. So you're feeling that serotonin. It's like, yeah, it's cool. That's what that's designed to do. So it keeps it from going back up, and so it's letting it linger. Hmm. Well, after a while, your body can't make that. It can't manufacture that. So you you you've tapped it out. And here's the thing: you just keep taking it. And some people prescribe this for years and years. They never get off of it. Hmm. Well, that leads into another dis. There's a side effect of this. So another mental disorder. 
and you're actually wrecking up havoc on somebody's system, man. And, you know, give it to them for one episode. But they, you know, everybody's responsible for your own health. I don't care if it's mental. I don't care if it's, uh, you know, physical. I mean, you know, no government's going to take care of you, man. No, you know, they, and they can't. I mean, I got it. You know, it's, listen, that's one reason I choose. It's, it's like the um, esoterical viewpoint that uh, Tony Robbins adheres to. I believe everything happens to us for a reason. Somebody robs me, hey, I probably did something to, to kind of get that. Now, is there happened circumstances where that's not true? Well, probably. There's there's not a lot of absolutes in this universe anyways. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you think is reality is reality for yeah, you. For me, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and I kind of, you know, but this is why I choose to believe that that stuff happens. You know, you can call it karma. You can call it, you know, hey, man, do, do unto others. You want others do unto you. You can call it whatever you want. But I like that, and here's why. Because... I can change it. But if I'm a victim of happenstance and circumstance and there's nothing I can do, then it's poor pity me. I throw a self-pity party. And I'm not I'm not all about that. Mm-hmm. And everybody kind of needs to adhere to that. In my opinion, it would be better if you did, even if it's not true. It, you make it true to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just so the circumstances you can change. I might have had a bad attitude, so stuff happened to me. And I will say this. I have seen more people with poor attitudes get more wrong doing still. <laughs> I'm like, dang, man. But it, they're almost every single thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, hey, man, they're an overload. But you also got a bad attitude. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of what's going on in the whole world. I love people, man. And I'm receptive, man. They're, you know, when I started out, I went down to Douglas. Uh, I went to Humes Middle. Did you grow up here? I'm actually from Oneonta, Alabama. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, Northeast I went to Alabama. the poorest of the poorest. I went to Booger T. Washington. Mm-hmm. I went to, you know, all of these all these schools, inner city schools. I went to the worst of the worst. Okay, why did I do that, man? I went over there to give health talks to these teachers and pep talks. Mm. You know, I'm an encourager, man. That's my spiritual gift. Okay, I'm not even a gift of healer. I'm, you know, I, I thought I was. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I prayed about it. And it's like, no, man, you're, you're an encourager. So mm. I'm you know, hey, my homeboy Jesus, give me what he wants. That's good. I'm, I'm cool with it, man. Whatever, whatever my calling is, I'm cool with that. But I thought, hey, it's like a trickle down effect. Hmm. If I can change the lives of these teachers, man, I give them a little bit of encouragement, give them some motivation. They can go in there and they can help with the students, and it goes keeps going through the whole community. Hmm. Why can't we do that? And of course, I'm in, you know, kids, all this stuff, man. I go over there and give them big bear hugs. They like that, you know, and you know, it's just it's really sharing love. Love and energy, and that's kind of what you know. Attitude is, you know, if you, if you have that and you're receptive, and hey, man, you know, it's okay. It's okay to give. It's okay to let people win. Oh, the, the yeah. Whole, the, whole, the whole the whole deal is, it's like this. Even if you can defeat somebody, mm. just smile, knowing that you can do it. It's yeah. like in an argument. Knowing that you're right, there's nothing better than me than when somebody's trying to argue, and I know good and well I'm right. <laughs> so, you know, and I kind of just let it. Now, sometimes I'll resist that, and I kind of want to prove that point, you know, yeah. so I can get them. But then sometimes I'll let it go thinking, man, I know I'm right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but what's wrong What's wrong with sometimes letting somebody else win? Yeah. You know, therefore, you know, I mean, I've had success in my life, man. I've, I've worked with, you know, some Grizzlies. I've worked with some NBA players. I've worked with um, – you know, professional football players, uh, WWE wrestlers. I've, I've, I travel with Andy Roddick, the nice. tennis player, the last yeah. number one um, American male in the world uh, was Andy Roddick, past Andre Agassi. So, mm-hmm. 
And unfortunately, I don't see another one coming from America. And it's that's so unfortunate because, man, we're always on top. Yeah. You know, I, you know, the whole world watches us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as Americans, man, it's kind of cool. But he, he's a cool dude, man. He's humble. Um, but I traveled with him for two years. He retired in 2012 up at the uh, U.S. Open. And I was with him when he retired. It was good, good stuff, man. He, he treated me well. And I love to hang out with him. I did some of these things. I did some... Uh, your analysis with him, man. I found out what he was deficient. I gave him supplementation. I mean, I gave him adjustments. I mean, it was cool, man. Just to hang out. Yeah, I like walking around with little Elvis or something. But you know, <laughs> you know, Mercedes, man. I mean, you know, he's got a you know Brooklyn Decker is his gorgeous wife. I mean, you know, but he is very knowledgeable, very humble guy. Never refused an autograph. Very loyal. Uh, we'd go to this. I, I forgot Winston Salem over there. He was playing the Winston Salem Open. But uh, we were in a little booth, and of course, with his coach and you know, the physical therapy guy that runs with his Doug Spring. You know, some people they don't care if you're eating in between bites; they want an autograph. Yeah, you know how yeah. it is, and you know, so he's on the inside of me, and I'm like, you know, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm kind of his bodyguard, but not really. But I'm like, <laughs> I look at him like, you want this? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I get up because they wanted a picture. Mm. You know, an autograph wasn't good enough, but I'm like, man, he's in there in between bites. I'm like, I'm, and but he he knows that his day was limited. Yeah, his yeah. day. So he was very humble with that, but he always, you know, did that for kids, and he's always giving back. I mean, uh, another thing, man, and. and he actually, <laughs> there was, you know, one of the things he actually donated his money to St. Jude, all of it. Oh, wow. And and I, I was just great friends with the owner of the racket club. Okay. And um, and he, he told me the story, which Andy told him not to tell people. And, of course, he messed up and told me, so I told a couple <laughs> people. But, but, I mean, you know, this is after he's, he's finished, so yeah, after yeah. he's retired. So I guess at the time it didn't really matter. But, you know, he, he won that purse. And when he won that championship, and then he said, hey, man, they were going to write him a check. He said, no. He said, throw that money to the kids mm. in St. Jude. He said, now on top of that, I'm going to write a check. Oh, wow. And so anyways, and he had given his check out of his own personal, which that very rarely happens yeah. with athletes. And I got it, you know, because you're drawing the crowds and all that stuff. You know, that's kind of – that's your payday. but. Yeah. But that's just kind of guy he is. And, and even when he retired, he went down to Austin and to help all the inner city youths. And uh, they try to get him to go downtown Austin where it's like, you know, pimp houses, you know, up in the big pen, penthouse suites and all yeah, that good yeah. stuff. And he's like, no, man. He said, we're going to just go right here above the, the kids. Mm. He said, where the kids are is where I want to be. Yeah. So he built his home office right there. That's wild. So, you know, and that's cool. So, you know what? I mean, I, I respect a guy like that. Um, you know, he and Serena, best friends. I mean, you know, it's good. You know, those those guys are very humble. I mean, you know, of course it is with most athletes. I mean, you know, they're good. They're good folks, and I mean, they put in the work. So, you know, I mean, I like that. They have a lot of pull. You know, I mean, what they say. I mean, you know, they have to be very careful. And I know, you know, these guys didn't get a lot of mentoring a lot of times growing up. They're just great athletes. They're talented. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think that's that's one of the things they can do to help influence that. You know, I, I wish there was a mentorship for every athlete, and I think that really goes from the agents who don't mind taking their money, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, they need to be the ones to help mentor them. I mean, I thought about getting into that at some point so I could help them with their health coaching with, uh, you know, that, but also just mentorship and yeah. just, just being there for them. But I Men- think they, yeah, that mental like mentorship is just as helpful as that physical mentorship. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> I don't care what kind of stress, any stress, whether it's mental, spiritual, physical, or biochemical, in your body is going to cause the same havoc. It's going to cause your nerve system, man, to, to, to go haywire. Mm-hmm. So it's that all about that balance, that sympathetic 
you know, fight or flight response or that parasympathetic. So, yeah, like you say, man, that's just as, and really, man, I mean, it's hard to forget what people has called you and told you. And, you know, I mean, I think we're kind of getting that opened up, even in, you know, you talk about the whole, you know, racial equality. I mean, we're opening up and I think that's, there's going to be some wounds there because yeah. people, nobody wants to be weak. Yeah, yeah. They are seen as weak. And also, you know, nobody wants, you know, it's hard to ask for forgiveness. It's hard to say, I love you. Yeah. I mean, some, and really mean it. I mean, yeah, it's easy when you got, you're dropping that and you don't care. You yeah, know, hey, love you, baby. Yeah, 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 how you doing? You know? yeah. But it, it's really hard when it's, when it's at home and, you know, there's people that hurt you and you have to say, I love you and yeah. really mean it. But, you know what? This is life. Humans, you know, do bad things to each other. Mm-hmm. We hurt those that are closest to us. I do the same thing. I do the same thing with my family. You know, we say things and they say things to me and it hurts. And it shouldn't be that way, but those closest to you usually hurt the most because yeah. you can say that and they still care. Yeah. But, you know, that, that's not the way it should be, but that's the way it really is in reality. And I tell people that all the time. I said, they don't mean that, man. You know, they just want to see your response. And they know that you're pushing their buttons or they're pushing yours. You know, one of the two. But, you know, hey, that's how it is. But at the end of the day, you got to forgive people, man. You got to love people. You gotta let it. You know, you can't be so sensitive on it. And yeah. I think, I think that's a that's a big thing. And we all need to do that better. And you know, I always like to say America is still the greatest land, in the country in the world, and our country. I'm so proud of it, man. We've overcome so many obstacles. We're the new world. Yeah. And everybody wants to be us. Everybody tries to get in here. You very rarely see Americans trying to jump ship. Yeah. Right. You know. But <laughs> but and here it is. I mean, we have the the. The liberty to go out and express our views. I mean, I love this. Yeah, we can say this, man. We can do whatever. We can talk about, you know, uh, POTUS. We can love on them. We can do, we can do, do whatever on, right here on the mic. We and definitely we're okay. take yeah, that we, for granted. We're not going to be. Yeah, we take that for granted, man. We're not going to be decapitated. Go try that in North Korea and see what happens. <laughs> I mean, hey, dude killed his uncle. So you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's you know we have to remember that, and I wish people would reflect on that. And you know, I, I think. I think I think there's a lot of scars. Yes, of course. Hey, the whole world has been messed up, man. I mean, but at the end of the day, we got, we got to realize, hey, man, we're 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 here only for a short time. You know, another so many years, and your life's not going to be here. Then then what? You know, leave a legacy of love, and and you know, don't you know? There's there's a fine line of trying to stick up for what's right, and I want everybody to. I love peaceful protests. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with a voice. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I mean, what what are we going to do? Let's, let's move forward and, mo- and love each other, man. So. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's a big thing that a lot of people, you know, have an issue with is just speaking your mind, but at the same time, like listening. Like a lot of people don't know how to have a legit conversation. They want everything to be an argument. They want some animosity. It's like people. It's almost like people thrive off of that argument, the disagreement, when really it should just be a conversation that should be had. Like you've got your views. I've got my views. Let's, you know, let's just talk about it instead of arguing about it and seeing who's right. Like you were talking yes. about earlier. <laughs> no, no doubt, man. That's, yeah. that's what it is. And they want to win. Yeah. You know, it seems like they want their side to be heard so much that they're willing to do whatever, sacrifice, whatever, just to win. It's willing like, to be wrong. Yeah, just willing, to- <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, here's the thing is listen to the other people and, and, and get that down. And, and you know what? It's okay. Yeah. And then it's okay not to have the same same belief system. I got it, man. It's I'm all right with that. You know, I choose what I choose because I really feel convicted for that. Yeah. And I'm sure they'd probably do the same. But here's the thing. I'm not going to force anything down your throat. Can't we just get along? I mean, can't we just, you know, do this and and kind of compromise on on hey, that you know, that's that's your 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 space if that's cool, you know, and this is mine. I'm I'm going to believe like this and I can still 
I can still have rules. You know, you got to have rules. I mean, mm-hmm. hey, there's rules in football, man, rules in any sport. So, and, you know, if you don't play by the rules, it's kind of like I, I love playing basketball, a little pickup game. But, man, I hate getting fouled and not call it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> man, dude, man, you know, yeah, hey, the old slap in the face, man. You got me by the wrist. I ain't get you, you know, all this. But if you don't play by the rules or you can't double dribble or, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Then, then what, you know. Here's the thing is, so there has to be rules in the land, Mm -hmm. you know, constitutional, all this stuff, you know, and I know, you know, people even, you know, kind of look at those differently, but, you know, there has to be some rules we have to play by and live by, and it makes it more fun. I mean, I like playing games that where we have rules because you have limitations, therefore people can't cheat. Yeah, yeah. And so then, then, then if you win, you feel better about yourself. If you have it where it's just a free for all and it's, it's, you know, the same thing with this whole world, man, let's just, let's just kind of have rules and. You know, I, I like it in place, and I mean, you know, I know there may not be governing bodies or United, you know, nations or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? There's all kinds of things, but I think I think if people would sit down with a good dialogue, open heart, that they could they can come up with some good stuff. Yeah, and I I do agree with man having, and this is something way off the topic, but man having limitations on on congressmen, man, throw somebody new in there, throw some new ideas. Yeah, you know, you get you get people and. You know, just because they've done something in the past, I mean, hey, career politicians, man, I mean, and, you know, I, I, hey, I don't have a problem with, with you wanting to run again, but let somebody new in there. I yeah. think, in my opinion, I think presidency should be six years. I was just about to say, it would be more interesting if they, instead of having two terms, yeah. just make it only one term and just extend it to six years. See, here, here's, what I, here's what I see about that, okay? So your first time you get elected, right? You don't know what you're doing. You're kind of feeling your way. <laughs> I mean, here it is. So you know, it takes you a year. So yeah, orientation exactly, man. So you're you're a Wookie. Yeah. So as a rookie, man, you go in there. So you don't know what you're doing. You know, I got it. So you feel your way around a little bit. Then you finally get in some of your policies, some of your you know thinking, and you know, kind of get those starting to to go through the you know the House and the Senate and all this stuff and get it approved. Well, you got about a year. Then you're campaigning again. Yeah. <laughs> so we just paid for all this crap, man. So here's the thing. Just go to six years. The first year, you're still doing the little orientation, like mm-hmm. you say. But then you got the rest of the years. You got five good years in you. And here it is. At the end of the day, you're going to be true to that. You're not going to be trying to win a vote. You're yeah. out of there. And so anyways, and you know, obviously you may leave a legacy for your own deal, but then, hey, move on from somebody else. And it would save taxpayers dollars, yeah. you know, less elections. Uh, same thing. I mean, you know, maybe maybe if you have that for, you know, some some senators and all that good stuff. But, yeah, maybe two terms or whatever it is. Hey, man, or one six year and move them on. Yeah. Everybody gets the same, man. Just, just roll on with it. I, I really do think that we should, like, I don't know about change the whole Constitution, but yeah. it should – like the amendment system, I think has gone too far, in my opinion. Like I think there's too many amendments to where it's like the document that we started out with <laughs> is not the same thing. Exactly. So I think person personally, this is my opinion. I feel like we should be in a new constitution should be in the works. I mean, we've yeah. had it since 1775. I mean, yeah. it's. It's a long time. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, with that. the amendments, like you say, man, you don't even know what you know what it really states or what it really means. I yeah. mean, by the time you start to amend everything, and you think you're getting better and better, and I think, you know, I think a lot of some of that is ego too, where people want to put amendment in there so they can put their name on something. You yeah. know, hey, man, I, I was the one that actually wrote this amendment to it. Yeah. I'm better than ever the Constitution. You know, yeah. the, here it is. It's mankind leading up to that, but. You know, it's kind of, you know, this is the Judeo-Christian views and Christian views and all this stuff. But, you know, like the Ten Commandments, man, those are cool 
rules. You know, thou shall not kill, man. That's pretty much. Self- sure. Yeah, everybody. yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, you know, but anyway, just, but, yeah, we've kind of, deri- you know, we come up with our own thing, but I agree. I think there's a lot of stuff to it that, that you know, that antiquated that some of the stuff that they've even amended, man, I mean, I can't hardly even read that. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I always thought myself it was at least a little bit of, you know, you know, kind of intelligent, you know, guy. <laughs> but I'm looking at some of this stuff going, man, you know, what does that really mean? Yeah. You know, so. But, uh, you know, in layman's terms, let's break it down into, into you know, just good old layman's terms so everybody can kind of understand this thing. But People say even like the Second Amendment was yeah. really about like the fact that when we had militias and everything like that, it was giving the people the right to bear arms to be able to, if they need to protect their family against the Redcoats, yeah. then they were able to do that. But now people thinking of more like, I just want guns and I just want to have some. I mean, I've got yeah. my guns here, yeah, but of course. it's at the same time as that wasn't it wasn't really the initial intent and i yeah. mean we probably had what like a few million people in america back then with the 13 colonies now we've got 300 and something yeah. million so yeah it's a different world yeah 350 million or how many ever we have 330 or 350 whatever you like you say and and here that's a good example here's the thing is yes it it protects us from especially foreign invaders back then and and you needed those i mean you don't really need those now i mean i think costa rica doesn't even have an army Mm. and they're they're relying on us to protect them in south america or central america for that case but you know I, i i do agree the only thing is hey you know here it is once you get a government that controls all the weaponry which you know it's kind of like china you know once everybody surrenders everything well you know not everybody's going to do what's right in there at some point. Yeah. <laughs> and then you don't have anything to protect. I mean, unfortunately, China, I don't care how many people, they can't stop those tank weapons. They can't stop the bombs. I mean, you know, Hiroshima, all that sad stuff that we've seen in the past. I mean, yeah. they can do that. And, you know, if you don't have weapons, I mean, you can't whip them with a sword. But yeah, yeah. but at the same time, I mean, you know, there, there's we've gotten out of hand with it. I think, you know, you don't need a lot. But, you know, you just need people to do what's right in, in place. And that's... I mean, that's one reason why I love people that have the freedom of vote. You know, yeah. we, everybody needs to vote. And I don't care which side it is. I just want them to vote for their heart and go out there and, and you know, really look at, hey, look look who's going to try to try to rep America well. So, you know, you got to have – I always love being a peacemaker, man. I think it, I think you get in there. And, I mean, I haven't always done that. I mean, I, I try to live up to that standard, but it's not, <laughs> it's not the same. You know, but, that, you know, like you say, there's so many instigators out there that just like to start stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, man, you sure don't want somebody in, in power that has that because, you know, you couldn't have somebody controlling everything, man, before long. And, you know, if you give, that's the only thing with socialism, you know, it looks good on the surface. It looks good. Like, Hey man, we'll just share, but then not everybody's going to put in the sharing efforts. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, um, <laughs> we've had this joke for a while. It's called, and nothing, no, you know, nothing against Arby's, but Arby's versus Chick-fil-A. Hmm. You know, but I mean, Chick Fil A's got everything down. Yeah, I mean, anytime you go somewhere, I mean, they they serve a lot of people, but they do it efficiently, and they have a wide array of people. It's not one stereotyping anybody because they're yeah. you know women, men, gender, race, you know, black, white, Hispanics. I've seen them all. But you go to some of these restaurants, man, and they have the most frumpy attitudes, and <laughs> you know, and I've been there, and I, I mean, I still, you know, but even going through some of those, but. You know, that it's it's all about, I guess, training and a system mm-hmm. in place. But, you know, that's that's kind of what we need with this country. We need to get back to the grassroots of loving people, man, and, and sharing that kids you know, 
kids don't see any color, man. Kids yeah. don't see any. They 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 play with each other. They'll fight, and next thing you know, man, they're back there playing back yeah, in the yeah. gravel again. And it's beautiful to see that. We need we need to have that same thing. Uh, you know, we need to have that same mentality as grown ups. And as you get as you get older, you know, just know that hey, you're not going to be here. And you know, if we all were, you know, like we only had like a, a you know a month to live, what would you do differently? If you had that same attitude, that's gratitude, man, being thankful. I guarantee in this country, we, everybody, I don't care if you're the poorest of this country, you still had a lot more than the world. Mm -hmm. And man, I mean, you know, go over there, look at Africa, look at somebody that doesn't have well water. I mean, just the simple fact of water. I mean, you know, we do have a public school system. I mean, I love the public school system. I grew up in a public school system. Uh, Nothing wrong if you want to have private school system. I got it. But you know, I think that helps you deal with people. Yeah. I think, you know, in a public school system, you got some people that are a little bit slow mentally. You mm-hmm. got some people that actually have, uh, you know, you know, that, that are, that are disabled. You got, you know, so you have to, you have to, you have, you know, different mixes of, of crowds. Yeah. So you have to learn to get along with people and that's life. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm at, you know, I got it, you know, so you got, you know, people that go through you know, private school and they, they've kind of get that. So all their life too, but I mean, they're, they're hard workers. I'm nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying is I love the public school system. I think that's a fair system because you start to learn about life. Yeah. Honestly, in my opinion, I mean, I did go through basic training. So I went through that with an MOS and went through training, military training. I think everybody that's able should have to go. Yes, and, I do too. <laughs> and here, here's the reason I say that. What I loved about that, I went to Fort Benning, Georgia, 11 Bravo, which is the Army. Okay, I was a scout infantryman. Uh, went as a private. I come out, went to went to school a little bit, come back, went to Armor Officer Basic uh, Course up in Fort Knox, Kentucky, Tank Commander. But here's the thing, man. You're in, you know, your camouflage fatigues. They shave your head. You're all treated the same. Yep. You all get the same pay. Uh, there's all kinds of guys, man. I learned a lot about different religion and stuff when I was in there and you have to get along. Mm-hmm. You'll run till you puke. And so it's <laughs> like football practice, you know? Yeah. So here it is. You don't have time to argue. Yeah. You know, you, you, you figure out a way to work as one cohesive team unit and you start to realize that, Hey, we're all pretty cool. We're all human. Yeah. So we're all, we're all one race, man. So we're all cool. That's why I feel like America's ran into that problem where you said we don't have they don't have time to argue. Like yeah. that's I think that's America's problem right now. It's like if we aren't at war with another country, we're like at war with ourselves. Exactly. And it's like we we get bored. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we just like cause issues in America when we get bored. And it's, I yeah. mean, it's really sad, but it's just, you know, when you have us, we're trillions of dollars in debt, but. Yeah. We say we have money, but, you know, America, so many people have houses. We do have a large homeless population, but a lot of people have houses. It's easy to get food, stuff like that. It's easy to make a quick buck in America compared to other countries. But it's it's really sad that we don't know how to communicate. Um, People, even though social media now is as easily accessible as it is, people just really don't know how to just have that conversation, have that touch. Like you were talking about public school system. Personally, I think that every kid, you know, as you were talking about, every person should have to go through that basic training, yeah. you know, system. But also guys and girls, I'll, I'll yeah. put my daughters in there. Of course, I hope they're listening. <laughs> so anyways, now I know. But yeah, that's we're, we're sluggish. 
physically fit challenged kids nowadays as a as a whole. Okay, they're not, and and I get it. You know, hey, you may not want your kids going out and playing because you can't tell if somebody's going to come by and you know shoot them up or yeah. Know, hey, I get it, but here's the thing that kind of helps you get in shape. Yeah, you feel better. You make better decisions. Um, another thing, man, you you kind of get along there. So, man, you're going to be better. Then you can come out. You can go to college. You can stay in the military. Yeah, you have patriotism for our country, love of our country. You have you can you're qualified. Case if we do have a war, which we probably wouldn't have in mm-hmm. that circumstance, uh, man, you can you know you can go to you know trade school. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. After that point, so and then there's different MOSs. Some may be you know like a, a like EMT type. You know, some could be an infantryman. Some could be you know engineering. So there's all kinds of you know different MOSs and job training in there so which is really really good yeah but I, I guarantee if you did that you would have less people committing crimes you'll have people that are disciplined because they can get up and finally get out of bed I mean because it forces you to, hey you know nobody's gonna be your your buddy at 4 30 in the morning <laughs> but hey when that trash can from the drill sergeant comes slamming down the hallway yeah you know it's time to roll so yeah you know that's the that's the that's the morning uh, bell but you know, I think, man, that would be that would be just that step alone would turn this country around. Oh yeah, for and, sure. And that would be good. Um, man. There's there's some country that does that. I can't think of well, it's like Israel. Or Israel does that. Do? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that the Iranians do that okay. as well. Uh, I got a buddy, Muhammad, that that he said he had to go through there, but they do that. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, man. They're very loyal, even though they may not like the regime in charge. They're loyal to their history. Mm. And and they have a lot of bad history too. I yeah, mean, you yeah. know, Cyrus, you know, but they love Cyrus, the Persian, hmm. you know, king. But anyways, you know, I mean he he slaughtered, you know, a lot of the Israeli, you know, folks. But, you know, we have a bad history, but you know, it's just like this. You know, at the it you know, look at all the stuff, but you know, just just love that, hey, this this is the land that, that you can overcome, even even being slaves, mm-hmm. you could still overcome to where you are today. Yeah. It's not where we should be, but yeah. it's a good step. Yeah. You know, in civil rights, I mean I, let me go back to chiropractic. The first the first chiropractic patient was a black janitor hmm. in Davenport, Iowa, who was deaf. Okay. Wow. And his name was Harvey Lillard. So D.D. Palmer, the founder, okay, that had studied all of the you know anatomy and all this stuff, basically saw a knot sticking out in the back of his head, okay, out of one of the vertebrae. He adjusted that vertebrae and it restored his hearing. <laughs> so from that, he knew he was onto something. Yeah, yeah. The second patient had another knot sticking out between his neck and his and his upper back, mm-hmm. and this guy actually had arrhythmias. Of the heart, so mm. he adjusted that. It cleared out his arrhythmias. Man, from that birthed this whole profession. In the early 1900s, a lot of chiropractors were jailed for practicing medicine without a license. Mm. And so, I mean, it's not anything like the civil rights, but it is. A lot of them had to go to jail for that. Yeah, you know, yeah. trying to make a make a a way for natural alternative health care. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of cool, you know, in, in that sense. I mean, yes, they didn't have the education that the medical doctors, and I get it, the medical doctors thought, hey, man, they're stepping in on a turf. Yeah, they're yeah. like, hey, man, we're not prescribing anything. We're just, you know, clearing out the nervous system function. And it's come full circle. They're they're more standardized, and chiropractic uh, care has actually been accepted now. And most, uh, you know, a lot of the other uh, interdisciplinary, you know, uh, health uh, people have basically accepted that. So I, I think that's a cool thing. 
But, you know, from that point, you know, if Har- Harvey Lillard wasn't ready to, to take that adjustment, man, we probably wouldn't <laughs> even be in existence. That's wild. So it's pretty wild. And that was, that was, that's a cool deal. But, you know, sometimes you have to step out and, and, and be the first one and, you know, to, to do what's right. It's like, you know, it takes a lot, just like, you know, Dr. King. Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot to do that. So, but you know, there's, there's, you know, you kind of, you finally, somebody's got to step up. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's got to, you got to be the one to kind of let's, let's make a movement. Let's do something, you know? But, yeah. So it's kind of cool, man. I, I really think it's, it's crazy. Like what chiropractic has done for people and a lot of people like to call uh, chiropractors magicians. It's, oh, like, yeah, yeah. it's like they're just taking something that, you know, nobody knew about. And then, boom, there you go. Like, now you're fixed. You know, yep. like, oh, you had bad hearing? Yeah, I fixed that, too. So, <laughs> Well, and, you know, osteopaths, you've heard of them, DOs, they're in the hospital. But they're just now, they've kind of sold out to being, they can prescribe. So nobody would know the difference between a DO and an MD, hmm. okay, a medical doctor. So, But they used to do organ manipulation. Hmm. Right. So they would take something that was dysfunctional, like a gallbladder, and they would manipulate that and yeah. we would get it working again. Hmm. We've lost that art. And that's why I love the preservation of chiropractic. I think, you know, we call it the vertebral subluxation complex. And all that means is a dislocation of one of the vertebrae, putting pressure on abnormal, like twisting or rotation on yeah. the spinal cord or nerve root, putting pressure. But you, you reestablish that connection again, and, and voila, you know, stuff happens, you know. But. You know, you can go through there, man. You can do that. I still do, like, hyaluronic hernia adjustments. I'll still do some, uh, you know, it's like for vertigo. I'll do a little maneuver there that we do, Epley maneuver. We'll also do, like, you know, some type of, of like, spleen or some, you know, palpation of different organs. But, you know, that that's that's a lost art. But, you know, some DOs, I'm sure, probably still do that. But Do you do a cool. lot of, like um – I guess muscle manipulation as well because um, so I actually went to a um, a physical therapist one time and she was working on my uh, my psoas and that felt like she was stabbing me. <laughs> so do you ever? I know that's a, that can be a symptom of back problems because oh, yeah. I think it's like the psoas the bottom part of the psoas is connected to the quadriceps and then that. Uh, attaches like part of the back, and so it's like yeah. if when that psoas shortens, it causes like back issues. So is You're that right something on, that you, right on point, man? So is that yes, something that you have to there, address? Attaches to your femur, right there by your quadriceps, goes up through underneath your obliques and hits your spine, and that is you know really your center of gravity. But yeah, when we sit all the time, it shortens and contracts. You see people when you bend over, and then you finally have to slowly stand yeah. up and hold your back. That's what happens. So. You have to actually take that, and and yes, we do do those things, and I, and and physical therapists they'll do a good job with that too. So some of those you know muscle stuff, but we'll do some, you know, like some uh, tendons and ligaments. We'll do the shearing force to kind of get that going. A lot of times when somebody like you know like pulls, like if you roll your ankle for example, mm-hmm. a lot of times I can get people back on three days back to the court. Rolling, okay. <laughs> yeah, and rolling their ankle. Well, here it is, but you know they may sit out for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Or four weeks. And, of course, I think, you know, since they play a lot of games, they may be doing that just because they want to give them some rest. I don't yeah. know. But here's the thing. But a lot of times I could actually get that same player that's out three weeks back in three days. That's crazy. And here's what happens. I mean, you know, reducing the inflammation, I say three days, three days of treatment, which may be over, you know, seven-day period. Yeah. But so here's what happened, Jackson. So basically it's called an enthesis. 
But so you got a tendon or a ligament, you know, ligaments connect bone to bone, tendons connect muscles to bone. So if it's ripping off, right, it, if you look at like the periosteum or the bone covering, it's like a flaky biscuit. Hmm. Okay. It starts to, it starts to come up and now you have just microscopically, you can see the bone fragments where it's ripping it off the bone, but it may, if it's severe enough, it will actually cause a, a, a like a, a sprain in that ligament. Okay, well, before it rips it, sometimes it will pull that bone up, so it's so tender there. But I'll push that down. I'll I'll pack it back down like you're packing clay hmm. back down. So you're pushing those fragments down because they're like little razor blades, it's slicing and dicing. Yeah. It's called an anthesis, but it's 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 causing internal damage. But once I push it back down, and I have to do that, man, it hurts like crap. It's like a little <laughs> dagger, like you say that that iliopsoas muscle. Yeah, but it's like a little knife. It feels, but it's only for you know a minute or two. Yeah. And uh, but when I do that and push it down, then your your bone glue, which is called glycoproteins, but it starts to adhere and start to mend and start to heal that up. But that's how you have to get it down. If I would take a blanket and I would put them, you know, two feet apart and try to thread it together, that's inefficient. Yeah. But when I pack it down, like I'm butting them up, it's brrr, you, can, you, can, you know. So it, hmm. the time frame, man, you can heal up a lot faster. Of course, we use like some lasers. Uh, we got a class two laser. We also got a class four laser, and that's just different spectrum. You know, there's a healing light, healing energy without any, um, you know, radiation. But basically, now everybody uses that. But it brings, it stimulates your mitochondria. Well, that's the energy, like your battery uh, of the cell. Mm -hmm. So that's the energy that you have. But it also helps, um, like, push out some some bad. Uh, toxic waste, cellular waste, and it brings in like nitric oxide, which is a vasodilator. So it brings in the good oxygen to there. So, but yeah, we use some other things in there too, some modalities that I love. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, some cool stuff, man. I, I really think that there is an issue that people, I don't know, I feel like people who get into, I guess, a mindset of how they're supposed to function and then, or even like people who get lazy about like how how they function. So um, even as far as like sitting, like you know they'll talk about people or, or like on your phone, like with your forward head tilt and stuff like that. Like those type of things end up causing people issues just by I guess not being cognitive of what they're doing or um, yeah, it might be lack of knowledge. Now, I don't know. Like some people just don't know like you know how to do a a legit squat. Like sometimes people, you know, they squat wrong. They've been squatting wrong their whole life, and now they've developed this, you know, knee pain, foot pain, or hip pain, and it's just because they've been doing the same thing constantly the wrong way. Yes. So. Well, that's and that's a lot of we, you know, we we do that. We we take everybody through that Blitz forty five functional training. We're located at Poplar and Highland. So here's what happens: we take people through what we call the functional movement screen, the FMS. So there's seven different maneuvers, but we'll do like a shoulder mobility test to see your range of motion in your shoulder. We'll also do where you um, basically do a straight leg raiser. So you should actually come up. So we'll, we'll try to find out what – we'll do a squat, an overhead squat press so we can see how far your range of motion. See if you can go to mm. parallel, see if you can go past parallel without wobbling your knees. We'll, <laughs> we'll try to look at some dysfunction. Yeah. And just like you say, so here's what happens. It's called the crisscross syndrome. And that's one of the things that we diagnose. Physical therapy probably diagnoses this well too. But so, for example, when you're, you know, we call it, we used to call it 
uh, tech neck, which is forward from oh, technology. Okay. Tech ne- yeah. <laughs> but now we call it text neck. Hmm. But so anyway, yeah, yeah. so we went from tech neck to text neck. Yeah. But that forward head posture, that forward movement for every inch, this ear hole is forward of your AC joint in your shoulder. It doubles all of the carrying capacity for those neck muscles mm. in the back. So now it has to go into lock mode. Yeah. Okay. So guess what? You have a, a like a reverse curve in your neck, but you're losing that because now Instead of instead of where it should be balanced, your head on average weighs you know ten to twelve pounds. Now it's twenty four, thirty six, forty eight. So here it is. At the end of the day, no wonder it's fatigued. Yeah, yeah. No wonder you get that little fatty pad build up in the back of your neck. You see that little stuff. Some people get. Is that what that is? Yeah. And guess what? Here's the thing. The the crazy thing is, you know, about twenty twenty five percent of the blood to your brain comes from your neck bones. It's called the vertebral arteries. You got your majority comes through your carotids in the in the front portion, and the back portion is the vertebral arteries. Hmm. When you clamp those down, guess what? You're having decrease in glucose and oxygen up to your brain. This is the most consuming organ, right? It regulates everything. Well, you can develop Parkinson's from having that, okay? Because wow. it's going to your cerebellar tract. Some of those things back there, hmm. okay? Something that's you know, as a human body, if our tissue is is not receiving the oxygen that it needs from the blood, okay, from the capillaries and all this stuff. You've seen that a lot of times in people with diabetes, down your toes, right? So we also have the Mid-South Neuropathy Treatment Center, but I treat people with neuropathy. Do great work with that, man. I get a lot of physicians that send me people. Hmm. People I don't even know they send me people, <laughs> which is cool just because they got a cool name. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, they're like, what neuropathy? Send that, that guy. You know? <laughs> but – I do that, man. So we do vibration therapy. We do the laser therapy. We're mm. actually getting that, that that waste out of there. If not, you know, I've, I've helped people from having diabetic ulcerations that wouldn't heal. We've healed them up using that, you know. Wow. And this is one of the crazy things. Appeal's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Man, I wish it would. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd be stupid to do what I did if a pill would work. <laughs> I'd be giving pills myself. Yeah, but. Be- but I like this because I like the physicality. I like the closeness of people. Yeah. I like getting in people's spaces. And a lot of people don't like you in their space. Yeah. I have to figure out a way how to do that in order to make this work as a team. And I always tell people, it's not me, it's you. I mean, I'm here with you to help you. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's kind of a cool thing because I'm, I mean, I like doing physical stuff, man. But, you know, just doing that. So I do the joint, um, you know, adjustments or manipulation of the feet. You know, I also will actually do the, the laser thing. We'll actually get them circulating, increasing. We'll cha- we may have to change up their, their diet, okay, especially with type 2 diabetes. Mm. Uh, a lot of doctors just say, hey, man, just go for a walk. Well, that helps circulation, and it may help burn some calories, you know, two to four hours afterwards and all this stuff. It might You might want to start out with that, but that's not going to combat diabetes. Yeah, yeah. You have what? Blood sugar, okay? How, do you, what, how does your body get rid of that sugar in your blood? Well, it produces the insulin, okay, from your 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 uh, pancreas. It forces the blood out of there into your muscles, okay. But unfortunately, that's not the right answer. You give an insulin shots. How you know? Here it is. If you do something, and how does how does that blood sugar just go down instantly after you do something like that? Where does that go? You know, people are like, oh, okay, well, my blood sugar is normal, so I must be healthy. <laughs> no, it's going to the retina of your eyes. It's causing blindness. It's going to your kidneys. It's forcing it in there. So now you got kidney damage. You're mm. going to be on dialysis. It's going to, you know, so it's really not a good thing. Yeah. Another way you can do it, which is a better deal, let me give you a program, an exercise program where you can combat that. And here's what you got to do you got to work out. 
You got to break down your muscle tissue now instead of forcing it from insulin that your body has to produce or you have to give, you know, pseudo insulin shots, you know, you know what I'm saying? Some injections. Yeah, yeah. Now your body, when you break it down, you make it hungry. You know, you're hungrier after you work out. Yes. So then <laughs> what it does, it takes that blood sugar and it, it sucks it up. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't need insulin to push it up. It's making it hungry. So it takes it away hmm. and it utilizes it. So, but you have to do that and you can do it with body weight exercises. You could do it with bands. I love bands, especially with people that starting out. Yeah. Because you're not going to injure yourself uh, when you're stepping on a band. If you're doing a bicep curl, yeah. you know, as it gets, as you know, if you have a static weight, okay, of 25 pounds, you're weaker down here, you know, and, you know, it could actually probably hurt your joints and stuff from down here. But when you're stronger, you can do it up here fine. Yeah. But with a band, if you're pulling it, it's, it's weaker there. But as it starts to get taut and tight... It gets where you need it. Mm -hmm. So it's really more effective. I know Terrell Owens played for the Cowboys. And, you know, he, he used to use that. Oh, so, okay. But he, he was a big band guy. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I love I love those bands. And you can get a set of bands, man, for 30 or 40 bucks and probably even cheaper than that now. Yeah. But, you know, there's there's really no excuse for us not to work out. Yeah. I mean, and I know it's all about habits, habitual stuff. You know, it takes about 21 times before you form a habit. Yeah. So... Work out three times a week for seven weeks, man. You own it. <laughs> How do you feel about people's, um, I guess, like their flexibility is that's something that me and Rachel have been working on a lot lately. It's um, this program called Gymnastic Bodies. It's a guy, uh, Coach Somers, and um, he he basically create created this program that like gives people like it maximizes their flexibility and like um, so there's a, a front split and a in a middle split thing that we do. And those, those two things. So they're about 45 minutes long, the, yeah. the whole series and it destroys me, <laughs> but the, the hamstring part of the front split and then like just the inside part of my legs on uh, the middle split, they get so sore. And do, do you feel like people's flexibility has, you know, do you think it's like pretty bad overall? Like most people, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, and I'm speaking to myself. Yes, we don't we don't nearly stretch enough for sure. And I think that's one of the things is, you know, for joint health, you got muscles and tendons and ligaments that cross that joint. So for your knee, even though, you know, you hear people, oh, man, I have bone on bone. Millimeters of movement will actually open up that joint space. Hmm. So when you stretch that knee, so let's let's take a look at a knee. Okay, so you got your quads that cross over the the and it forms this patellar tendon that you know attaches to your shin bone. You got your uh, your gastrox, which is your calf muscle that goes up there. You got your back of your leg, the hamstring. So really, you got those muscles. That's it. Hmm. And of course, you do have your collateral ligaments and some of that stuff inside your knee, but. When you stretch those out, guess what you're doing? You're opening up that joint space. Mm. So now it's like a sponge, okay? It's called synovial fluid. That's your WD-40 within your joints. So here it is. If it's friction, it's just grinding. Yeah, you're going to yeah. wear that joint out, okay? And then, you know, it's going to start to crack. It's going to start to rupture like the meniscus or the cartilage in there. But you open that up. Guess what happens, man? Now you got, you know, instead of that, you know, sponge that was – you know, that you ring out now it actually absorbs stuff. So it can actually have good fluid that, that synovial fluid can once again, manufacture again. Mm. So your body can do that. So 
We'll do that. Yeah, we need to build up flexibility, but then I'll do like the joint manipulation where I open that space up. I decompress the joints. That's what I do. But yeah, that's what, you know, flexibility is the key. Every workout, blitz 45, 45 is 45 minutes, right? So here's what happens. That 45-minute time frame, we'll, we'll warm up. We'll do a high-intensity interval training hit, which is good. So yeah. we're doing a full total body workout. But then we'll do a cool down, and with that cool down, we go straight into a myofascial release with a foam roller. We're pumping mm. out the, the, the broke-down waste, like lactic acid, so you're not going to be as sore as much, and it's going to actually cause that muscle to elongate and heal up. You think so, that's necessary, like, immediately after? Or? Well, I do. I mean, we do it every class. Okay. Every every time we do that training, man, I mean, we go right into that, and people like it. I mean, you know, you can feel that sucker on your IT bands yeah. and glutes and, you know, your piriformis, your, you know, rotator cuff, but, you know, it's good for you. And I always tell them, don't do it where it makes you sore, but maybe five or five to seven um, rolls. Okay. So, but yeah, you don't have to do it long, man. It's a good seven or eight minute deal, but I think we're the only, only program in pretty much that I'm aware of, especially around here that does that after mm. every single training. And we encourage that, but yeah, I think flexibility we're losing. I mean, and here it is. It helps. Okay. So another thing we're talking about the psoas contractions, all mm -hmm. right? So here it is. If you're bent over like this, guess what it's doing to your aorta? It's causing that. You can never have placking of an artery until it starts to become hard. Hmm. So arteriosclerosis happens before atherosclerosis. So here's what happens. You know, when you have that forward, you know, flexion, this not only is the muscles, the deep neck muscles pulling that downward, but now your carotid arteries are starting to shorten. Oh, wow. So guess what happens? Then it starts to plaque. Once it, once it becomes contracted, it gets hard. Whew. And then at hardening, you know, there's no, there's no, so you need to take every, every part of your body through extension. Mm -hmm. When there's a flexion, just like your elbow crease, take it through extension. Take your fingers back. Okay. Take your neck, look up, you know, unless you're probably a crop uh, duster flagger yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You don't look up. As yeah, much, yeah. I mean, you know, or maybe a mechanic or something. I don't know, but lean backwards. I mean, take your your knees through extension. Take everything through extension, hmm. and you're also loosening up your ligaments, your muscles, and your blood vessels. Everything. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's that's something that like when I do. Um, so you know, a lot of people when they work out, they do um, they say like back and buys because they're both pulling motions. Yeah, I've always been a tries and buys because when I do so many curls. I feel like doing my triceps and then extending is like the best situation for me because I'm not, you know, I don't want to walk around like this all day. Yeah. <laughs> so I try to do the biceps with triceps so that I'm not only am I doing that contraction during my workouts, but then I get that extension in my workout. So it opens up that, that muscle. Yeah, form. that inhibitory effect. I, I think it's great too, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I like to take. Whatever, whatever you do, just do the opposite. That antagonist exactly. muscle, yeah. And I mean, I know it. I mean, we used to do the old bicep back, and you know, because <laughs> it's working the same thing. You're wearing them out, but you know. But I, I'm, I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I've worked out like that before, but I like working out the way you you say too. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's effective. Plus, I like doing my arms on the same day. You get a good pump. Man. Yeah, you look yeah. good. You know, but exactly. But yeah, yeah you know, it's. Uh, I think that's imperative that people should do that. So, because here it is, like you say, you don't want something to contract for so long, mm -hmm. you know. But yeah, hit it just the opposite on the opposite side, you're you're fine. So, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you was about, um, like, so when people pop 
popping their neck or their their fingers or whatever, popping some yeah. sort of anything in their body. Is what what do you feel like is the I guess the real truth behind that. I've, a lot of people say, I guess the old adage, your parents tell you you're going to yeah. get arthritis, you know, by popping that. So is, you know, is what is the real truth behind all that? Well, it, it you know, here's the thing. I, first of all, you're not going to get arthritis unless you overdo it. Yeah. But, you know, if you're going to take something, take it through distraction. Okay. So you're basically just pulling it straight out, hmm. but a lot of times they'll crunch it and twist it and differently where you're misaligning those. Okay. So if you do that, yeah, you will, because those are li- little intrinsic ligaments and stuff that are attached to those joint surfaces. So you could do that. but And it, and also, yeah, you're feeling that inside, like, your neck. Well, when you do it yourself, you're not getting the stuck one. Yeah. You're getting – there's always – for everyone that's stuck, there's one above it or below it that's hypermobile, hmm. not hypomobile. So you're not getting the hypomobile joint restriction, but you're going to get the one that's too loose. So you're building up instability. So here's the thing, but you will get a pop out of the deal and it does send off some endorphin release. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it feels good, <laughs> Yeah, but it doesn't, but it comes back. Yeah. So, but somebody that's, that's certified and trained to do that can get the one that are, that are stuck. And then of course it's going to feel better too, yeah. but because they're getting the ones that are stuck. So that's the real key is, you know, I mean, you know, can you do it and, and feel better? Yeah, you're going to get the endorphin release, but you're probably going to build some instability within there. So, you know, just take it through decompression. You're going to be okay. And, you know, I mean, those inversion tables, they help a little bit. I think it's good just for your circulation to go back, yeah. you know, backwards a little bit, you know, kind of mix it up a little bit. But it's not the same. I mean, I got to do I got a, a spinal decompression table. So it's a safe alternative FDA approved to back surgery. And probably before back surgery, you can do that. But then, you know, but what that does, it pulls you apart. Mm. And so I like that. Uh, but you have to get it's like a, I always describe that. Like I can do it short time and I do it. I've decompressed spines for a long time. But. You know, I like that decompression table, too, because it opens those spaces up and allows the disc to go in that negative pressure. It's called imbibition, but then you get good blood and oxygen flow, and it kind of heals up like that. Hmm. But, uh, you know, it's like a linebacker. I always describe it as, you know, a linebacker hits a cruise ship. Mm -hmm. He may be a 280-pound guy, but he's not going to budge that cruise ship (laughs) going up there hitting it because of pure mass. Yeah. But you take that same guy, and he leans on that cruise ship on the dock. Mm -hmm. He's finally going to drift away for time. Yeah. So, you know, he can't do it in one time, but he could do it over time by just, you know, allowing his body to lean against it. It will Hmm. drift away from the dock. So. That's kind of what happens. So that that's why. But I, you know, we use the best tools. We get the best results by using. You know, we have to have different things in there to get the best results. So, anyways, all that good stuff. But, hmm. but yeah, it's it's going to be cool, man, to to see what that does for people. But we put them through that and through therapy, and we get fabulous results with that. What is something that you feel like? Uh, I guess people lack as far as uh, their knowledge of that they should really educate themselves more when it comes to like your field. Uh, man, I, I think, you know, I'm, I love nutrition. I love uh, functional medicine, you know, looking at people's blood work and then giving them the proper, you know, like uh, clinical evidence based, like supplementation, nutraceuticals stuff to get them well. Okay, find out. But I think, I think if people would take a big uh, knowledge and, and greater knowledge in the nutrition field, and how that works and also through like just you know just doing like workouts and different things if they just take a little bit of time and they can educate themselves 
you know, greatly. They, you know, stretching, range of motion increase, working out, some workout techniques, and, you know, we're there to help them with that. But nutrition stuff, if they would take just those interests, man, it would change their family's life. Because, uh, you know, uh, you know, just like this whole, you know, COVID-19 deal, you know, you hear all of these things, you hear vaccines, you hear the scare, you hear the deaths, you hear who's talking about boosting up your immune system. Yeah. Right. Where is that? <laughs> Where is the, who's talking about, you know, when you do have it, man, let's do some uh, workouts. Let's keep your immune system strong. Yeah. Let's flush it out. Let's, you know, I mean, you do hear people say, Hey, let's stay dehydrated, uh, you know, keep from being dehydrated. So hydrate yourself. Yeah. But you know, why don't you do that before you get it? Yeah. You know, not not after you get the flu. Let's get the you know, let's stay hydrated. Let's go ahead and get hydrated now, man. You know, this is a universal solvent. I love water. I drink tons <laughs> of water. I do drink coffee in the morning, but I've been mean, pretty much water and coffee is all I drink. Yeah. So maybe a cold beer. That's what <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's but you know, there's natural things. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with a glass of wine. Once again, they've got some antioxidants talking about some wild fruits. I mean, let's yeah. go with the grapeseed extract. But uh, but yeah, man. If you if they would take interest in that, but boost up your immune system, you can do that. You know, people need to be p- pumping that up, and they're going to be you know they're going to be fine. And if you'll do that, you can you know once again your immune system. Hey, there's a, there's this proven to actually help your immunoglobulin response. I will actually adjust my kids. There's actually research that your immune system is boosted up by about two over two hundred percent just getting chiropractic adjustments. When you clear out the nerve system stress, wow. not only is it helping with your muscle system and your skeletal system and your going, you know, autonomic nerves, once again goes to your organs and glands, your spleen, but it helps shut down that fight or flight response. It mm-hmm. shuts off that sympathetic. So now your white blood cells can go back to the spleen to recharge. So it helps with with everything. There's, you know, we've done some pre and post like EKG adjustments and see how it changes the you know physiology of the heart just from your adjustments of the spine. That's uh, great. Also, yeah, I've done that with um, you know blood pressure, all kinds of stuff, which is cool. So I recommend, man, everybody, you know, you get adequate sleep. You know, get some sunshine, man. You get 15,000 international units of vitamin D production just by going out into the sunshine 10 minutes a day. You don't need to go out there, man. People are getting shots here and, you know, hey, <laughs> man, they get so much vitamin, but here's the deal. And they're still deficient. That's the bad thing. But get mm-hmm. out there in the sun, man. You know, a lot of African-Americans don't do that. Why yeah. don't they do that? Well, they don't want to get darker and all this stuff. But I mean, you're only talking about 10 minutes a day. Yeah. But look at a lot of these older folks, man. These grandparents used to sit out on the porches. They'd stay out there all day. Yeah. But, you know, what you need that, you know, and here it is. They weren't nearly as sick. I mean. They didn't have the better sanitation effort, so you know probably we're living longer, but not really our quality of life's any better. Yeah, you know, and here it is. They were eating what bacon, eggs, butter. You know, go back to the natural stuff, man. All this yeah. artificial stuff. After the fifties, what happened? After Dwight D. Eisenhower had a heart attack, man. Big Pharma stepped up with some meds, and Big Agri changed their deal. They said, "Hey, wait a minute, let's go fat free." Mm-hmm. Well. Man, fat's back, baby. Fat's back. <laughs> I love some old fat. But avocados, I mean, good fats. Uh, mm-hmm. But also just, you know, there was a study just now, but saturated fats aren't causing cholesterol. So they, they finally come full circle. Listen, man, you're, you get omega-3s from steak. Okay, and I'm not saying you have to eat a lot of red meat and all that stuff, but all, you know, fish oil is, is good. I mean, you know, we need those fats. Every single cell has what we call a phospholipid layer. Well, that lipid is fat. Mm-hmm. That's what lipid is. So, 
basically you need to replenish those good fats. Your brain has all the fats. You need your brain needs that myelin sheath that covers all your nerves that has a that it you know helps propel the the nerve flow. But you need that that covering. So that's called the myelin sheath, but it's all a fatty layer. But you know that helps with neural transmissions. But yeah, man, your body needs that. So. You know, people, I mean, there's a lot of information, you know, maybe, you know, I'd like to, you know, which I do that sometimes, you know, little bitty talks of 20 minute talks a lot of times of even like, you know, nutrition or this or this. But there's so many topics, man. Yeah. <laughs> endless. You know. All right, man. It's, cool. It's been great having you on. Uh, you got anything for the people? It, you, you, you're wearing the Blitz shirt. Uh, you talked a little bit about that. You got um, something to plug in right now for for the people. Yeah, man. Uh, Blitz 45. It's a high intensity interval training, but we also have open gym access, man. We got some great deals going on right now. So as low as 59 up to 199. So, you know, fit in where you get in. I mean, whatever you want to do so you can do class training. You can have coaches. This is all about personal training. So, you know, you have somebody to kind of walk in baby you know, steps so they can hold your hand and they can come up with a program for you, which is awesome. Um, but you can also have personal training one-on-one time, or you can have small group training, but you know, we have the best sanitation in the business. So we go through there every week, we clean it, you know, thoroughly after every workout. So, you know, we're, we're trying to limit that, but we had the AstroTurf, we had the sleds, the battle ropes, all the specialized equipment. So, uh, cool stuff. We also have a hundred pound kettlebells. So, you know, it's a small little CrossFit type stuff, but you know, we can we can get you a workout, man. If you want to, if you want to sweat and get in shape, but <laughs> the real deal with us is we do not want injuries. Mm-hmm. So I'll even give you like a, a little body, you know, biomechanic, you know, little evaluation. We'll do the functional movement screen. We'll see where you need to start. If you can't do a kettlebell swing for your hip dominant, you know, uh, hamstrings exercise, then we might get you to do a deadlift. If you can't do a deadlift, then you'll start on the floor with a hip bridge, a glute bridge. So. We can do all the correctives, corrective exercises for you to get you where you need to be. Uh, also, we have the Mid-South Wellness. We do COVID testing. If you have commercial insurance, it pays 100% right now. So regardless of deductibles or whatever, but we'll wow. test it. If you want us to test you, I mean, we'll do that. It's good to know, man. Good, you know, let your family know, hey, but... You know, also your coworkers, but we'll do that. But we do functional medicine. We can take your blood and, and figure out exactly what you're deficient in. I don't care if you have cancer, if you have diabetes, whatever, or if you don't have anything or if you just want to do that. But then we'll give you a report exactly what supplementation you need to well to help you get well. You know, so it gives your best your body the best chance of recovery. It's kind of like miracle grow in vegetables, you know, but, you know, you start giving yourself good, proper uh, nutrients that you're deficient in. Then uh, we also have chiropractic. We have the spinal decompression. Uh, we also do the that's the, all the mid south wellness. But we also have the mid south neuropathy treatment. We treat neuropathies, any sort of neuropathy from coming from diabetic neuropathy, of course, but even sciatic, uh, arm tingling, hand carpal tunnel like syndromes, all that stuff. We'll find out exactly where it is. We'll get down to the root cause, man, and then. Uh, we promise one thing, man. We may not get you the, you know, we all we'll always get 100% improvement. Mm-hmm. Maybe not 100% resolvement or may, but we will give you a big bear hug. <laughs> and we'll, we'll love you with 110%. Nobody wants you any more well than we do. I promise you. So that's awesome. it, man. Yeah. All right. Well, I enjoyed it, man. Thanks, thanks for, for coming me. on. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for everybody tuning in and see you next time. All right. Peace.
Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Romero Records Podcast on your favorite streaming platform. If you enjoyed listening, you should probably try watching on YouTube. It's way more entertaining seeing my guests and I talk, trust me. Smack that subscribe button, leave a comment, and uh, give it a like. Those simple gestures really help me out. So uh, stay tuned in for the next episode, and let's keep it rolling.